You are listening to the Righteous Woman Podcast. All right. Hello, 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 Righteous Women and Men. It's your girl again, Miss Wu. Hope all is well. Happy New Year in advance. Happy holidays. It's been a long time coming, but we finally made it to the end of another year. 2020 at that. It's been a crazy year, but above all, we give God glory. We are thankful that we were able to make it this far because there's so many people that when we look back, they're no longer with us. But the fact that we're here, that means that there is still an opportunity for us to make a difference. So as we prepare for our season finale, I can't help but say that I'm so excited about this special guest that I have today with us. She goes by the name of Sophia Dawson. She's an artist, a great artist at that. She's an activist and she's a professor and she's a mother. She's a believer of Christ. So many things I can go on and on, but um, I don't want to talk too much about her because I want her to talk a little bit about herself because I wouldn't even do it justice, but um, I just want to thank you, Sophia. How are you feeling today? I feel good. Thank you for having me. Excuse my raspy voice. <laughs> you know, you're good. You're good. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So can you just tell the people a little bit about yourself? Like, I know I said a few things, but just in, the, in more detail, like, who is Sophia Dawson? Yeah, so I am, um, first and foremost, I'm a believer in Christ. I'm a mother. I have an 11-year-old son. I am an artist. I've been an artist for about 17 years now, by God's grace. I'm also an activist, advocate, specifically for people who have experienced some type of injustice, and also just anyone um, God has called me to stand in the gap for. Um, What else? Oh, and I'm also a teacher, so I've always been a facilitator. But this year, by God's grace, I became a professor at this college through the School of Visual Arts. It's like, what don't you do? You're so talented, sis. And it's crazy because, like, for those of you who are listening, me and Sophia met very recently. Um, yes. Like yesterday. Yesterday. It's, right. It's like yesterday, right? It's so amazing how, like, God puts people in your life and they just impact you in such a short amount of time. And, like, if I haven't said this before, like, you know, you've been such um, an instrumental part in my walk with God. Like, you know, we met over the summer during an arc of women mentorship run by First Lady Paris Leslie, who is a pastor at Kingdom Full Tabernacle. Her goal through this ministry is to just lift up women to be bold believers. But we met through that. And since then, you know, we don't talk every single day, but whenever we do have conversations, it's always been great. You know, you've been such an inspiration. Seeing the works that you've done, it's just like, wow, like you are a big deal. And <laughs> I really love the fact that your art is tailored towards people who have been affected by like injustices or like, you know, your activism is centered around that. Like what inspired you to take that route? Like what made you decide like, this is my calling? So using art as a form of activism pretty much started in 2010. I took a African-American history class at, at the School of Visual Arts. Like I said, that's the college that I teach at. I have been taking the class for an entire year before that, but <laughs> I was sleeping. I, like, I fell asleep in most of the classes. I was pregnant <laughs> during my last year mm. of school, and I didn't know that one of the side effects of pregnancy was extreme exhaustion. Nobody mm. told me. Interesting. And so every, every week I would go to this class and I would literally pass out. Like She would put on these documentaries. As soon as she turned the light off, I'd be gone. Out like a light. That's so yeah. <laughs> but one day... She basically was like, well, you know, this is a documentary that is actually not really supposed to be shown in the United States. And she's like, I'm going to turn the volume down just a little bit. And I was like, what is this lady about to put on? So that kind of just sparked my interest. And then she put on the documentary. And um, it was like an introduction to the Black Panther movement. It basically talked about everything from MLK to the fall of the Black Panther Party. That was pretty much the gist of the documentary. Mm. And I had read a little bit about the Panthers, like in a textbook once, 
but I didn't really grow up knowing that part of history. I didn't know that a bunch of people from that movement were killed. I didn't know that a bunch of people from that movement were locked up for crimes that they hadn't committed. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just so much that I learned that day. That That's what started it, like my interest in that time period. Mm-hmm. Um, my professor recommended that I read uh, Sada Shakur's autobiography. I read that in one of my classes, so good. Yeah, yeah so when I told her like, you know, I wanna learn more, um, this is interesting to me, that was the first thing she recommended. Mm-hmm. And she also recommended Malcolm X's autobiography. Mm-hmm. So I was doing these paintings and I ended up in a um, in an art show. There's like a thing called Black August. It's basically like a radical celebration of Black History Month, but it's done in the month of August because a lot of really important things in Black history happen in the month of August. So mm-hmm. you, today? you said what? That still happened, Black August? Yeah, that happens every year. I think this year was quiet because of COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, It's like a radical celebration of Black history. So like a bunch of really important things happen in the month of August. So usually there's events and art shows and concerts and all this stuff that used to happen around that time. So I was at one of those. I had a painting up of Bobby Seale, who is the um, co-founder of the Black Panther Party. Mm -hmm. And in the middle of the event it was like a film art panel discussion in the middle of the panel a woman interjected and she started going off and she basically was saying like yes it's good that we're celebrating our history but she was like how can i celebrate when my husband is still locked up how can so and so help celebrate when her father is serving a life sentence for something that he didn't do and she just literally put the brakes on the whole event like i didn't and it was in that moment, like I had learned about a little bit of the history in that class, but the film that I watched was shot in the 80s. So I just assumed that it was like things that had passed. I didn't realize that there were still political prisoners. Like I didn't know that those people that were locked up when that film was made in the 80s, I didn't know that they were still behind bars. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? Like it, it, when I saw the documentary, I had already like left the classroom. I was actually shake physically shaking when I left the classroom. I left the classroom physically shaking. But then when she said that, it's like it all started all over again. Like that effect of learning about what had happened to those people, it started all over again. Mm. And so I introduced myself to her um, and I was like, wow, I didn't know that they were still locked up. Like I felt, it was just hard to hear her story. so many people are like her. Yeah, exactly. There's so many people that have gone through that. And so I'm like, all right. I introduced myself to her. And she today she's one of my mentors. Her name is Dekwee Kioni Sadiki. Wow. And I'm like, well, listen, you know, I want to learn more. I want to help. I want to support. So she recommended that I start going to... Um, There were these letter writing workshops at City College back in the day. They actually closed down. I mean, the school is closed down now, but they had closed down. They used to have an activist space on campus for student organizing, for protests, for anything that had to happen related to advocacy. But they shut the space down um, a few years ago, I think in 2011. Mm -hmm. So long story short, I started going there. For one, I was taking a, um, what was it called? Uh, they used to do letter writing workshops. So, yeah. I mean, they basically do card signings. So once a month, we would gather any political prisoner that had a birthday that month, we would sign their birthday cards. And then um, they also used to have anti-police brutality classes there. Mm-hmm. So those classes, you would like, what's today is like, you know, how Colin Kaepernick and his team do the Know Your Rights campaigns, all, right. all that stuff. So before that happened, in 2010, that was happening up at City College, and it was being led by original members of the Black Panther Party. And in that class, you learn your rights, um, you learn what you can do if you get pulled over, what you should do if you get stopped, you learn how to come out of a situation alive, you learn the language you need to speak to let the officer know, I know my rights, and so you cannot violate me. 
Um, you also learn what you should do if someone in your community, God forbid, is ever, ever suffers a loss through the police brutality. You learn how to get a private investigator. You learn how to organize. You learn how to gain exposure for their story, mm. etc. So all that stuff happened in 2010 in that summer. So I took the class in the spring. By summer, I was in those classes. And that, and yeah, like when you take that class, you're supposed to then teach 10 people what you learned. And that was the philosophy awesome. of the movement. And that is what I think Christians should adopt as our philosophy, each one teach 10, because that is how they were able to spread that quickly across the country. Every person once you go through these classes, they had a responsibility of teaching 10 more people exactly what they learned. And that's what evangelism is. But unfortunately, I think that that's where a lot of people in the body of Christ kind of fall short. You know, we mm -hmm. learn that we think that we're only supposed to just contain it or we don't necessarily go out in the world and really spread that word, whereas that's where we need it most. And just mm -hmm. going back to your point about the fact that this class no longer exists, it kind of makes me sad because I think this is something mm -hmm. that should be a part of our curriculum when it comes mm -hmm. to 12, like, why should we wait until college to have to learn about things like this? You know, there are people mm -hmm. who are people who are teenagers that are being mm -hmm. by these kinds of things. And these things are still happening. In 2020, mm -hmm. I feel like it was a rebirth of this protest movement. Like, you know, things like that mm -hmm. happened in the past were coming back again. So, you mm -hmm. know, now people are being more mindful of this. But it's like, why should we wait until something as severe as like you know the george floyds and mm -hmm. were victims why should we wait for something like that to happen before we realize okay we need to know our rights so mm -hmm. it saddens me to, to to know that something like that doesn't exist anymore but then it also yeah. really makes me wonder like what can i do obviously mm -hmm. you know, i don't have to necessarily create something as big but i love mm -hmm. the fact that, there, that each one teach one philosophy was put in place i think that's really effective yeah, maybe we should do a um maybe we maybe I should just do it on social media. For and sure. I still have my notes from the class. We could do that. That could be something that happens in twenty twenty one. I'm I'm actually open to that. Yeah. And I think my thing moving forward, I was actually just tuning in on church on Sunday and um the pastor was talking about being a world changer. I've always just been convicted about how I can be a world changer. You know, what can mm -hmm. I do? Christ like outside of the church and really that's kind of like my my charge for 2021 like I'm constantly hearing that in the back of my mind like what can I do to be more Christ-like you know when you think mm -hmm. about Christ, Christ is always talking about how we have to do for people because when you do for people you do for him so I'm constantly mm -hmm. back in my mind thinking about what can I do how can I use my talents how can I help other people who are less fortunate you know because that's mm -hmm. where you change hearts you know you can't just constantly thump the bible at people while it's great to know your word it's all about right. your so I say, yeah. all that today. I think that no, it's true. Yeah, yeah like I, you know, I thought about that yesterday. I was invited to um, speak on a panel, and I'm always like, uh, whenever people want me to do things, join mm -hmm. like a whole Kwanzaa celebration. Uh -huh. But then, like, the Lord was like, "Yeah, well, if you don't come and bring Jesus to this platform, who's going to do that?" Right. And I was like, okay. So I literally, I wasn't beating the Bible over the head, like you said, but mm -hmm. you know, when people, when the issue of fear, like they wanted to know about how do you, how do the Panthers do what they had to do, you know, knowing that their life could end, knowing that they could get locked up. Yeah. And there was an elder who was an original Panther, another one of my mentors on the panel with me. And she talked about, you know, not having fear. And then I was able to add, you know, the scripture about God not giving us a, a spirit of fear. Yes. And I think that we have to just really be comfortable with like the fact that it's a privilege, like seeing what people went through this year in 2020, I'm like, wow, it is actually a privilege and an honor and a blessing mm -hmm. to have a thing called the word inside of you. And people really do need it. Like I actually felt more of a burden this year than ever before yes because i'm like how are people that don't know jesus getting through 2020 i don't know i don't want to know how they're getting through it because i know they're not getting through it it's like, hard it's really really yeah. hard yeah so i think just using like really being open to the things that you're invited to like always using discernment to know when mm -hmm. you should do something but like for me if i would have just been like nah i'm not doing this because i don't celebrate kwanzaa 
No, like that would not have, that would have been a disservice to whoever needed to hear what happened. Right. So I think that's a big part of it. If you even think about, you know, in, in the word, the way Jesus evangelizes well, too, he went to spaces that he might not have necessarily agreed with as well, too, you know, and that doesn't mm-hmm. really agree with those spaces. But sometimes you have to do that, you know, and, and again, with discernment, with, you know, the prompting of the spirit, like, you know, he'll help you to navigate through that. But I think that's super important as well, too. And, you know, just going back to 2020, like, I even wonder, too, how so many people were able to just get through 2020 who didn't know God, because even me, if I'm being honest, I struggled in some areas. Mm -hmm. I I came out victorious, but, you know, my spirituality was definitely attacked. You know, it's hard Mm -hmm. living alone, you know, feeling like isolated, Mm -hmm. you know, not being able to see your family as much as you wanted to, not knowing Mm -hmm. what's wrong old, you know, constantly seeing RIPs, but above all, you know, we definitely made it to the end of 2021, 2020, and I'm very grateful, but when you think about your 2020, how would you describe it in one word? If you could use one word to describe your 2020, not even everybody else's, how would you describe that? Oh, one word. Hmm. (laughs) It's a scripture coming to mind. I'm trying to figure if I could pull one word out of that scripture. Um, I think the word I, that's coming to mind is exploits. Mm, talk about it, exploits. And that is, that's like something that uh, I believe that was the theme. Was that the theme of our marriage fast? Or I don't, it was the theme of one of the fasts that we did. I think it was actually the, the 40 day fast. Yeah, I think the theme for um, the marriage fast was grace, grace to yeah, the Yeah, no, it was a theme, I think, for the 40 day fast. And it, the scripture goes, those who, those who know their God will be strong and do exploits. And that is what I feel like 2020 was for me. I've been a freelance artist by God's grace for six years now. And so that means that I have not worked a regular day job, a full-time job. And so for me, I already like understand the lifestyle of not getting paid every week (laughs) or every other week like other people like I haven't had that that type of luxury I mean I came back when I started teaching at the school of visual arts um recently but that's still just for one one day of work but so yeah so it's just been interesting because when things started to shut down uh, one thing I will say is that at the beginning of 2020 we've never done this we've never had like revival in February but this year, by God's grace, we did. And it happened the week of my birthday. And I was like, wow, thank you, Lord, for this birthday present. Because I, I had an art show. I had some things mm-hmm. set up. But it wasn't like a year that I was going crazy just because I had a lot on my plate. Yeah. And the overflow weekend, I think, really helped to usher me into what God wanted to do um, this year. So right at the beginning, before the pandemic, I was able to present a piece that the Lord put on my heart like probably for a few years that I was kind of avoiding because I didn't know I was going to do it. Mm. Um, It was a performance art piece. It involved tap, it involved acting, it involved music. And that was what kicked off the year. And then right after that, I was invited by God's grace to go to New Orleans to do a mural. And I went there for the mural, but because COVID had started, that is so good because COVID had started. Mind you, I didn't know that it was going on in February. So I just traveled to New Orleans and I was like, why are these people like whipping down the uh-huh. airplane wipes? I was so confused. And um, in that in that moment, because people canceled, I was supposed to come and speak at this panel. Mind you, I didn't know that the panel was full of all these people that make grants, these millionaires. I didn't know what I was going to. I was just going to do the mural. But then they allowed me to attend the conference. And so throughout that conference, I learned who was actually in the room. And I was like, wow. And then they were like, well, you know, people have um, canceled. Can you speak? Do you have something to say? Oh. I, yes, definitely. And so I was able to present my work in front of these, a room full of kingmakers. And that kicked off 2020. But then literally as I was in New Orleans, I found out that my studio was sold. I mean, like the space where my studio was, the owner had sold the house. She was like, you got 24 hours to get your stuff out. I wasn't even in the state. Wow. And that, that, there was a storm that came in February and it actually came to offend me because I was so close to telling these people how I felt. 
And but Pastor has taught us about the spirit of offense, and it always comes on the verge of a breakthrough. So I said, you know, let me be quiet. And then the world shut down. So it was good that I lost my studio anyway. Yeah. And I was very quiet um, because I didn't have a space to make my work. I don't really like making work from my bedroom, um, but I didn't have a choice. And then the uprising started to happen. And I, I mean, granted, before I even mentioned that, I want to say like I'm grateful that my church was able to go virtual and to for all the teachings and Ark of Women and everything that happened to sustain the body through their platform, KFT really helped me because I would have been in a really rough place um, had I not had that outlet. Even though I wasn't physically going, like um, what happened virtually was enough. Even just like the Instagram lives, like all that stuff really helped to sustain me. So, um, and then the uprising started happening and I had done work on police brutality. I had done art about certain things in the past and I actually really did not feel like revisiting that work. Um, Some of the work is heavy and thank God for grace. Thank God for his peace that passed understanding for his joy because when I started doing this type of art, I, I was doing it from a place of anger. I was not necessarily being led by the spirit. So I didn't really want to go back to whatever that place was, honestly. But as the uprisings were going on, as the protests were going on, the Lord kept telling me to not keep silent, keep not silent, keep not silent. So I just started to post. Honestly, I was posting stuff that I had done 10 years ago, that I had done seven years ago. And through that posting, like people just started to pick up my work. And so 2020 turned into a huge surprise. Uh, I was invited to speak on so many news platforms. Um, ABC Nightline, regular ABC News, CBS, New York One, all by God's grace. Like all of this just, it literally happened overnight. Um, The work, my work was featured in the U.S. Open. An article came out, Forbes. I got accepted to a program that I had applied to probably like, I think I applied to it three years ago and the year after that and was, made it to interview rounds before but got rejected. All of that so many things and then like also contracts so like like I said I'm a freelancer I don't necessarily I I usually work by the school schedule whenever there's school opportunities sometimes there's a summer program I'll get invited to do but you know by God's grace I was able to turn my art classes into virtual art classes and then when the school year ended and I had nothing coming in then contracts were coming in $40,000 contracts with the mayor's office of criminal justice. I got a $20,000 contract with the Department of Corrections. That had never happened before. And these are things that are coming in under I Am Wet Paint, which is my business, mm-hmm. which is different from being a freelancer, getting hired by a nonprofit and just getting a stipend. It's like getting the lump sum for all the work that I had been doing. So yeah, 2020 was a blessing. You're a favor for you. What started off as like something that has been designed to bring you down was actually lifting you up. And it just, it, as you were saying, this the verse Esther 414 just kept coming to my mind. Perhaps you were made for such a such a time as this. Like you know, all mm. you just working on finally exactly. like that full circle moment. It's, it's so amazing. And I remember being on Instagram, seeing all these things, and I'm like, oh, my sis is a big deal. Like wow. Like I was just like so excited to just see all of the things that you were you were doing and just seeing it like i think it happened after arc of women also oh, yeah, that's yeah, thing. Um, discipline discipline was that the theme that was july yep yeah so that theme really kicked my butt because i had i basically had wasted july so what hmm. march April, may june four months that i could have been in my room perfecting my craft i was just practically saying like oh i don't like working out of my bedroom oh like i you know, like I was acting as though I did not have responsibility to pick up my paintbrush regardless of the circumstances. And honestly, when I did, that's also when the doors flew open. Like when I actually was like, okay, Lord, this is not my gift. And I even had like another type of uh, reality check like that yesterday. Cause like we were dealing with the spirit of pride and I'm like, Mm -hmm. prideful for me to have a gift and not use it or be like, oh, you know, if I don't have a gig, if somebody's not paying me, if I don't feel like it, like that's all pride. 
Yes. I, that got dealt with in July. And then once I started being obedient, that's when things started changing. So, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. 2020 has been a blessing. I mean, I'm awesome. not going to. Yeah, I could I could definitely agree with that as well too. That saying 2020 has been a blessing because when I just look back at my life, like in 2020, there's so many things that I can just thank God for. I still have my job, you know, still have my health. Not once that I have a, a COVID scare. And when I think about 2020 in one word, I think the word that comes to mind for me is like awakening. I feel mm. like the world woke up. Mm-hmm. People who weren't believers, they were forced to wake up and realize that this is bigger than you. Yeah, your life is not your own. Your life right. is not your own. You think about people who like are famous, people who aren't famous, people who have money, people who don't have money. This this virus and the Lord are not respecters of persons. It doesn't matter what yeah. kind of things that you have. And it, it really forced people to awaken and really just realize who is the authority. And I remember mm. seeing something online, I think it was Facebook, and it was like a picture of, I can't remember what store it was, but it was a picture of a, a shelf where they normally have Bibles. That shelf was empty. Like, mm. and it just really just made me like, wow. my god crazy. yeah crazy my yeah it needed to happen it needed to happen yeah. it needed to happen i still and feel like I, we're in a movie sometimes and i just think about all that's happened like you know you watch movies about this like sometimes i think about like the movie oh I yeah end, or, like, if anything about- movies have prophesied this happening oh yeah for sure and it's just like Ooh, oh, the man, entertainment oh. world has been waiting for a moment like this for mm-hmm. a long time yeah and and, which brings me to my next point too first of all i love your book um for those of you thank you for buying a copy god bless you and and i'm a bookie i don't even know if that's like a word but you know i teach english full-time so like i've always loved reading and like i love i need you to recommend some books like oh yeah i got you i got plenty um, Plenty i do like a lot of self-help books Mm -hmm. um but then like i know there's some novels and some things that even yeah, as like yeah. a woman that does art about black history, I should have come across and I didn't. Uh-huh. So you can even recommend any English book Okay, reading. I'll definitely recommend some for you as well too. And, and me too. I like a lot of self-help books too, but I'm kind of going back to my first love of fiction because I love stories. <laughs> I love when people tell me stories. I love like that descriptive detail. And like, I just love yeah. it like I'm there. So no, I'm kind of going back to that. Yeah, um, I actually just bought this book. Um, it's not really necessarily like a fiction book, but um, I've been following this profile on Instagram for the longest time called Humans of New York. And mm. I find interest in memoirs of just people. And that's basically what he mm-hmm. does. So he created a compilation of all these different people's stories and it's called Humans. So I haven't read that yet, but I think that that would be mm-hmm. because it talks about people from all over the world. Just like That sounds really stories. interesting. Yeah, I think, I think narratives, I, you're right. I'm big on narratives mm-hmm. um, and people's stories. And I haven't, I have not done enough reading, like as grounded as I was with the rest of the world. I still didn't do that much reading in 2020. Yeah. So I feel like I need to make time for that. And also like, to set the example for my son, because right now reading is like homework, but reading is not necessarily like something that we do because we love it. So, And then the more you do it, you know, it, it becomes fun because even me, myself, you know, I find myself not being able to read for leisure because sometimes I'm reading for school or reading for work and things like that. But mm-hmm. I do want to go back to a place where I'm also reading for leisure more often because it's mm-hmm. fun kind of escaping from reality for a little bit and reading these stories and you know, the more you read the better a writer you become the more insightful you become too so yes really good but sis can we talk about your book though because i want to brag on you really quickly because <laughs> i was looking through your book um for those of you who are listening it's called prayers for the movement and it features recent works by sophia dawson and first of all i just want to say like it's beautifully compiled like I'm showing you like anybody's going to be able to see this, but I love the cover. I love how you strategically place different Bible verses and different prayer points. I just love all of this. And I think that this is such a powerful tool moving forward to 2021 for anyone who might be feeling like 2020 beat me up, but you know what? I'm going to take 2021 by storm. Mm-hmm. It's such a great piece of work that can help anyone navigate this crazy world because another thing that i was reminded of in 2020 is that prayer works and i think this yes. is cool you gotta pray you gotta stay prayed up you can't just sit around and think oh god is gonna do it for me because that's pride as well too i actually have to open your mouth like and this that is something that i feel like i've known but i feel like in 2020 i was like wow yes you really have given us dominion and you are really waiting for me to open my mouth like 
there's some things I need to pray about. I still haven't prayed about. And I'm you like, do. Oh. And I think sometimes us, us not praying comes from so many different things. It comes from us sometimes being prideful, like, oh, I should have these things. Sometimes it comes uh-huh. from fear. Um, sometimes it comes from so many different things. Yeah, things that part, fear. Fear, or just right. feeling like you, you are, you could... Um, not feeling like you could possess whatever you're praying for, like that, that, mm. that, that not feeling qualified. But I think that it's really important for us to just stay prayed up moving forward because mm-hmm. if 2020 didn't remind you. It's so important to stay prayed up and really be intentional about what you're praying for. Like it's not mm-hmm. every single day. Like, you know, if you were believing for that job, if you're believing for that promotion, if you're believing for whatever, you got to pray, you got to be fervent in it. So mm-hmm. I really like this for this because I really love this. And I think that sometimes people can be intimidated by prayer, but I love yeah. you created a template. Yes. People like, you know, insert such and such here. And you also, yes. the importance of being specific in your prayers, say whatever it is that you're praying for, especially in confession, mm-hmm. you're asking. So mm-hmm. I just love this verse and I don't want to give too much away because I think that you should buy the book. For those of you who are listening, but I think this is such a great book. And then it also just displays the beautiful works that you've been able to do, especially the New York City Black Lives Matter on Foley Square that you did. Girl, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, I was I was commissioned to design the word lives, but there were artists that were hired that actually were working on literally Fourth of July weekend in the heat wow. to get that painting done. And that's what I'm saying, like 20. As an artist, I've never seen that. I even went, like, I showed up with my paint clothes because they kept saying, no, you don't have to paint. And I didn't believe them. I was like, what do you mean I don't have to paint? But, like, that's been this year. Like, even something like that, as big as a project as that is, like, the Lord did not cause me to have to be out in the heat on my knees mm-hmm. for hours. Like, he, like, was like, make the, like, write the vision, make it plain. And he really yes. sent people to execute it. And I had never seen anything like that. I was like, what? It didn't feel right like to be there and for them to be on their knees and me not to be working. It didn't feel right. But the Lord is like, well, this is where I'm taking, like, there are levels to what you're called to do. And you don't necessarily have to do all the work. Like, envision it. But, and how did, how did yeah. that, I know, of course, you know, by God's grace, you were able to get that. But how did, how that did you happen? get that? How, how did it come in front of your face? Like, walk yeah. us through yeah so i mentioned the um fellowship that i got with the mayor's office of criminal justice mm-hmm. um so that's that's this thing called pair it happens once a year they pair up artists with a city agency to basically they want the artist to help the city agency fix its problems it doesn't really make sense but that's essentially the format of the, of the program mm-hmm. so um i had applied to it got an interview by god's grace and then didn't hear back from these people for like mad long, like to the point where I was like, should I follow up? Should I just wait? Like, mm-hmm. but I felt in my spirit, like I was like, I know that I, the interview went well, but then I was like, you know, there, there were some people on this interview panel that actually didn't say anything. So I don't know if I faced them or not. And one of the people was this man named Kendall Henry. And he happened to be, the executive director of Percent for Art. So New York, and I think every city, has a percentage of its city budget that has to go towards art projects, art artists, art initiatives, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So he was on that panel. He didn't even ask, he introduced himself, didn't ask me any questions, didn't say nothing to me. So I was like, all right, I don't really know what's good with this dude. And then he was like one of two black people on the panel. So I was even like, bro, like you don't got no love for me. At all. Right, like let me out, bro. <laughs> so whatever, I let it go. And then um, when the, the uprising started to happen, he reached out, I think he called me. Or he reached out via email and then we got on the phone and he was like, hi, I'm managing this project. Um, I think you would be a good fit. And it was for the mural. And so he basically was like, I thought that it was going to be another interview situation. So mm-hmm. I'm prepared. So, and then when we got on the call, he was just like, yeah. So he was like, you have this amount of days to come up with something, send it to me and we'll take it from there. So I thought that when I was sending my design, it was like, uh, for like an open call, like, okay, send it. And then ones that we like the most, yeah, like the ones that we like the most will go ahead and use them. But 
when it came down to it, the next phone call we had, we were all on the phone with the team that was going to paint it. They were asking us, can you tweak it this way? Can you do this? So that's basically, he had just pulled me out of, and mind you, this guy spends his life working with artists from New York. So, and we never, like I said, I never saw that I even impressed him in the interview. And I don't know him from anywhere. So for him to reach out and be like, oh, I think he would be great. But I think that was based on favor, but also based on what I talked about during my interview. So he was paying attention, I just didn't know. and then, like, you know, I met the other two artists who were designing the word black and the word um, matter. And I even, like, the only reason I chose the word lies is because I thought I was physically going to have to paint it. And I was like, let me go with the shortest word, like the word that looks the smallest because right. I didn't be on my knees. Like, literally, that's the only reason why I chose the word lies. Because I knew an artist who did the Brooklyn mural, and he was like, he, he said he went through hell because because it wasn't necessarily organized. It took a long time to draw out the letters. He was an elder. So he was actually mm-hmm. working on his knees for like Did weeks. they block off the street when you guys were painting? So that, because that's a busy area. Like how did they block? Yeah, they blocked off the street for those days. And that's another reason why they were pressed. Like it had to get done during those days because the streets were only blocked off for X amount of time. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. And so like, it was like a $1,500 check to just design it i didn't and that's why i kept not understanding why i didn't have to paint or do anything and that was just the grace of god but that's how that came to be so he he god put me on this man's heart and he reached out and and then like 5 a.m one day actually 5 a.m the day that it was due nothing was coming then the day that it was due 5 a.m the holy spirit woke me up we were fasting during that time from 5 a.m from 4 a.m to 6 a.m. He gave me the whole design and I did it and sent it that day. Wow, look at, I, that. look at that. That was how that whole thing went to, came to pass. That's so awesome. So here you are thinking that, you know, you just coming in here just to give him ideas and then he'll just choose his favorite whole time. He's choosing your design and you're basically calling the shots. Like, you know, you don't have to yeah, lay down. I, you don't have to go I, comfortable painting. Amazing. I not believe it. Like, I still can't believe I, Like, I literally had my paint clothes in the car. I had my face beat, so outfit on. But after the interviews, I was ready to have to get on my knees. And they're like, no, oh, you can go home. Like, it'll be done tomorrow. And then you're like, still getting that credit because, you know, you put in that work. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. And then, yeah, that, and that's why, like, even in my interviews, I was trying to shout out the artists that had actually painted the faces in my part because I'm like, it, even that part didn't make sense. Like, wow, I'm not even doing the work. And then we're getting all the interview, all the press. Yeah. But you did, like, but if you think about it, you 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 put in your time, you you paid those dues, you know? So you've been working 10 plus years, like, you know, almost 20 years doing this. So, you know, it's, it's your time to shine. It's your time to finally reap those benefits. But I'm sure it was probably a surprise because it just all happened so quickly. Yeah, it was definitely like um, an apostle had preached about... Um, time and chance and there's a scripture i think it's ecclesiastes 8 11 and it talks about like you know it's not necessarily to those who are swift or who are doing this or that but time and chance happen to them all and i was like wow this is what it looks like for time and chance to happen to you because mm-hmm. i had never i've never experienced anything like that yeah well i need my time and chance in 2021 i'm saying that out of oh, my mind one. I'm ready to get for 2021. I'm gonna need one of your um things. Like I don't know what my hairstyle will look like for wedding season, but I know I definitely need to rock one of those. But even before that, like if if outside opens back up, or when outside opens back up, and museums start calling me, I would rock one of those headpieces to a museum opening. Like yeah. it definitely needs to just happen. Like that's the finest of those pieces that you make does not need to happen only on what yes, it is. Yes, yes. But I can't take credit. I don't make those headpieces. On um for those of you who are listening, she's referring to my recent business venture, Adiola Bridal. Um, because well, I sell pieces. Well, they, you sell them. Yes, yes. Well, yeah. But the so, goal is you know, to be able to get to a place where I am making them, like designing them, not making them. Like something like what yes. you were doing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So they're beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. And that, that was definitely one of my highs as well for 2020. You know, like 2020 was the year I started my podcast. 2020 was the year that I started this mm-hmm. Adiola Bridal. And I remember during mm-hmm. our this lady literally called me out and I'm just like staring in space. I was listening to her, but you know, every now and then you kind of, you know, you just 
kind of just tune out. I wasn't intending yes. to tune around. Sharing the space. And she says to me that she received the revelation from God that I should really focus on hair and things like that. And I was mm-hmm. just like, wow. And then from that, yeah. I took heed and I really invested in my hair career and things like that. And it's, it's been opening up a lot of doors for me and I'm still seeing different yes. things. Yes. And I'm also looking forward to um, my first wig by you also. Yes, you're going to make that happen. Yes, you're going to sure. make that happen. And I was just saying to, to myself, because I saw the beautiful work that you did for Christina Cortang. Hey, Christina, if you're listening to this, you did some painting. Did she, she didn't post it, right? No, I don't think she posted okay. it, but I remember you, um, you, 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 I yes. you something. Yes. I, like, I need something like that. So I, I yes. Commission you for that. What's the process? Like, what's the day in the life of you, the artist, when someone is like wants to well, get work? What is the process for that? Yeah, so technically, I do have gallery representation. And so, okay. for most works that people want, so like basically, if someone's interested in something that I've already done, that has to go through the gallery. So, like, they, they will work out, um, they'll set up a studio visit, they'll have folks come through, look at the work. They'll pull out different works that maybe that that potential client would like, um, mm-hmm. and they will give them price points. Sometimes they'll hit me and be like, "Listen, this is a faithful person. Um, can we lower this, or what's the lowest we can go on this?" And sometimes they'll be like, they'll just hit me and be like, "Oh, this sold." So they've been a blessing because they do all the stuff that I don't necessarily like to do. Um, it's yeah. it's a little bit challenging because my prices have gone up over the past few years Mm -hmm. so like from what used to just be in the thousands we're hitting seven thousands and up Mm -hmm. and um so it's just easier for them to navigate that so i don't have to be making the work and also negotiating with people usually people love like it's hard um yeah so they do that but then like you know i let them know for the holidays and also just to help sustain myself because like i've gotten these great contracts but um, sometimes working with um, basically like working with the city and stuff like that cash flow can be interesting because some things like for example like a con- uh, invoice that I submitted on November 1st just came in today mm-hmm. I, and so like sometimes like I've had to learn how to really manage my cash flow and I'm still working on that um, but by God's grace I'm believing that I will have mastered it even maybe even before we cross over um so oh yes i've been doing like you know these portraits usually these are like 1500 and less so like for stuff like that they don't really give me a hard time because normally they take a commission of everything but you know occasionally i'm allowed to do something at a discounted rate but these are much smaller they're not necessarily as big as my originals um probably like half the size of what i did for sister christina um, Minister Christine, that is what um, I would do for someone for a discounted rate. And that helps me. And it also allows me to like, paint people that I love and care about and not charge people $5,000 yeah. if they can afford that. But I'm like, okay, wigs cost about three, dollars $400. I could charge at least 1200 for a painting. That's um, always so hard as a creative. Like, like- that's always difficult just trying to figure out like the price point because you know you want to pay what you're worth and it's a lot of work that people don't necessarily consider and yeah. like, supporting you it's always hard to navigate so i think that's good yeah. too, that you can on your behalf too because it's just like all right i'm not the bad guy i could just focus on being the artist yeah so it's good to have like so there's like the original work those have set prices and my gallery is the only people that can negotiate that and then yeah. there's like people that I love that I just want to paint. So sometimes I'll just gift the painting and then I'll avoid oh, all the crap, um, like dealing with money stuff. And then, um, and then there's like the commission stuff. So like, you know, for a decent size, like maybe for like a medium sized luggage size painting, mm-hmm. um, people can get something done for like a thousand dollars, $1,200. And I feel like that's reasonable, but that's, I know that that's for its season because I just, I already don't have time to do half the things that I've signed up to do. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm like always telling people like do it now because at some point the gallery will be in charge of everything and then I won't be able to give you a family discount. And that's just the reality of, of the way like this field works. 
So I've been kind of being mindful of that. Get your art now when the prices yeah. go up. You can't even see here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's gonna get it's already getting crazy. Yeah, so. I can imagine. Yeah, I definitely am going to get some art for you soon because I love I love 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 your art. I'm not I'm not hip to the art terminology, but I love mm-hmm. the art. I guess, what is the style of art on your cover? Like it's like these dots. I don't know if it's like an I don't know. I mean, technically, that's like inspired by impressionism. Maybe I was about to say impressionism. Realism. See, I, was, I know a little something. Okay. A little something. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I took one art class in undergrad, intro to art, and I was just like, okay, interesting. But I love yeah. that. Like, from I distance- definitely work with um like patches and shapes, and that's pretty much how I pull a face together. Um, some okay. people are more like. Even like what I'm working on right now, this is more detailed than like I'm comfortable with. And this is so tiny compared to what I like to do. This is um, Michelle Obama when she was a. Uh, oh, uh, wow. Beautiful. Yeah. So like, but this is tiny compared to what I'm used to doing. But I think the Lord wants me to be able to do both. So, yeah. And, and that's another thing, like people, some of the people that come to my gallery, they can afford something that's smaller versus something that's bigger. So how do I make sure that, you know, everybody's able to walk away with something? So I have to kind of be flexible um, in that way. Mm. Well, you've been doing your thing, sis. You've definitely been doing your thing. So I have one question for you because um, we are about to be closing out of 2020. What's one thing that you're believing for or hoping for in 2021? I know we we talked a little bit about it throughout the conversation, but like, yeah. what are some? Um, what am I believing for? I, I guess, just what I'm, I want the Lord to surprise me. I wanna really be. I feel like there has been a lot of exposure to me to people around me, um, yeah. people I don't know. Um, people in maybe the activist world, but I'm really expecting um, to take over um, the art world in 2020. Okay. Um, like, Are you on your way to as, that? Yeah, as far as museum recognition, um, as far as like, yeah, like the art ecosystem still does not know my name. A lot of people outside of the art world know my name and that's fine, but, um, in order to really, I believe, fulfill God's purpose for me as an artist, I need to um, take over my Metron <laughs> and really infiltrate the art world. And I believe that the Lord had to work on me um, for the past few years so that I could get um, this confidence and boldness in Christ. So that way, when he elevated me, I would bring Christ and not yeah. bring myself, you know. Oh, so man. that is something that I'm really expecting him to do. Um, and what else? Oh yeah, also to just financially to just be elevated um, mm-hmm. because it's a lot that I've been able to do by his grace, but there's so much more that I still want to do. Um, right. Earning what I've just been doing casually into a business. Um, teaching others how to do what I've been able to do with my gift, with their gifts. Um, so there's like, um, that, I don't really know what that's called, but it's kind of like, it's kind of just taking ownership of what he's called me to do and finding a way to be compensated. Yeah. Um, I'm happy for you because 2020 is not even over yet and you've already been grace to, to just be exposed in so many places so i definitely feel like it's going to happen soon and yeah. i'm tapping into the blessing as well with the finances definitely want those finances to increase exponentially yeah. for all yeah. of us you know it's, yeah. it's not from it's not overwhelm struggling. To overflow. yeah from yeah. overwhelm to overflow that is the prayer okay. yeah oh i like that we're gonna hashtag that for 2021 overwhelm yeah. from overwhelm to overflow i like that yeah okay. yeah so, so how can how can listeners keep up with you on social media? Like, where can they follow you? And then also, how can they purchase this wonderful book, Prayers for the Movement? Definitely want to finish okay. on that. Yes. Um, for social media, I'm definitely on every platform, Instagram, Twitter, now Clubhouse, although I haven't used it yet. Not for real, for real. Like, I haven't Clubhouse spoken. is the wave. <laughs> I've been, like, 
I've been like snooping around on cups on my clubhouse trying to figure out how the heck, where do I fit in this world? Uh-huh. Um, but um, everything, I am wet paint. I am wet paint. And then also um, the link in my bio on Instagram has the, the link to my book. So you can find that there. And yeah, Instagram is where I'm most active, I'll be honest. But I do feel like Clubhouse will be a new way for me in 2021 if God would just give me the grace to understand. It's actually a dope space. I love it so much because what I love most about it is that you can connect with people that you might not have been able to connect with in a normal setting. Like, you know, people Mm -hmm. who have bigger followings and things like that you find yourself in these rooms talking to them and then if you continue to nurture those connections who knows maybe you could follow or follow work together so it's definitely a great networking tool so i think you will benefit yeah. from that soon. yeah i need to um stop playing myself and actually just start using it but i, I just fixed my bio i started okay. to clean up who i'm following i know okay. that i have to be intentional about who i follow if i want to find yeah. rooms that right. i need to be so I'm like learning okay and I'll ping you in a few things that might benefit you as well too just to keep you because that helps as well too sometimes if you're in yeah. a room and you're like, oh Sophia will benefit from this then I can yeah. do that but um yeah. please I'm, yeah I'm excited for you though I'm excited for what's to come for 2021 for you I I'm think excited that, for you too and I'm excited to work with you more and have you look at my yeah. yes do you her and actually hang out as well too I definitely got to take another yeah. trip with you New York City. It's been so long since I've been there just to look at your art and just really just Well, you know, I think the music, we can even, well no, maybe not before the year's up because I haven't anything to do. But right yeah. when we cross over like even yeah, I want to, I haven't been I've only been to the museum once Okay. Soon. Maybe we could plan a museum day. Let's do it. it. The city is a good meeting place between Brooklyn and Jersey. Yeah, for sure. Let's do it. Let's, let's for sure do it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold you to it. So we're going to talk okay. about it. We're going to okay. do it. But thank you so much for joining uh, joining me, joining us, the listeners. I know you're so thank busy. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate this conversation. I'm just I'm Thank just you for having me. Of course. And for those of you who are listening, thank you so much for tuning in. This is a, a, episode 11, and this is the season finale of season one. So season Aww. two is starting later on. I don't really know when that's going to happen, but I'm excited for the conversations that are going to happen in 2021 and um if you like what you heard like i always say subscribe like share and just continue to listen thank you so much but sophia it's been fun enjoy the rest of your day love you love you too Bye. bye